0: Well, good morning, guys, and welcome to the second part of our podcast on Augustine and his theology of grace. And the question that I posed at the end of the last podcast was, is Pelagianism still a risk today? Uh, Now, I want to take this in sort of two parts. The first is historical. Uh, Where did Pelagianism sort of go? Uh, And then the second part is applicational. How does it affect us today? Uh, The first thing to note is that um, Pelagianism really stems from the question, where does salvation come from? And it answers that question differently to how Augustine did. So, take a look here at this table on the screen, if you can see it. Uh, In Augustinian theology, which is called monogism, uh, who begins salvation? God does. Uh, He's the one who initiates it, who gives it as a gift. Because we in our evil fallen wills will only ever choose evil. We'll never choose to trust in God by ourselves. Uh, And so Augustine says, um, God has to give grace entirely as a gift. Even faith itself is a gift to fallen sinners. We have no sufficiency in ourselves. God has to begin salvation. Who completes it? Who makes sure that we... Um, first the benefits of forgiveness are applied to us but then also that we continue on in obedience until our dying day uh, growing and struggling but still repenting Um, again that is a work of God remember works proceed from faith faith is a gift of God and so it's, it's all from him and he's the one who empowers us and enables us to learn to obey him in Pelagianism it's exactly the opposite Who begins salvation? It's man. We have the ability to choose God for ourselves. We are not fallen through the original sin of Adam and Eve. Uh, We're able to choose God. And yes, he's the one who sort of has offered salvation. In that sense, he's initiated. But the decisive thing is whether we, by our entirely unfettered free will, choose him For ourselves, and we have that capacity. Uh, Who completes salvation? Again, that's us. We have to follow the example of Christ up to our dying day, sort of building up good works to show that we truly are, or not just show, but actually to sort of earn that we truly are forgiven. That's the view of Pelagianism. Between these two views is another view called Semi-Pelagianism. This is where man begins salvation, but God completes it. Uh, In other words, who is it that causes someone to be saved? Again, that's us. Uh, Now, semi-Pelagianism would say um, it's not necessarily because um, original sin isn't a thing, right? We may have actually fallen with Adam and Eve, says the semi-Pelagist. But we still have something in us, sort of a little island of righteousness that is left uncorrupted. And perhaps that island is our wills. And so we still have a free will from which we can choose God or not. In that sense, it's similar to Pelagianism. But then once we choose to trust in God, God is the one who applies the benefits of salvation to us. Um, It's not that we have to work for them. It's that we are forgiven by his grace. But the decisive thing is that I can choose him from an uncorrupted, sort of sinless free will. Uh, The metaphor that's sometimes put to this is something like uh, someone's drowning at sea and their hand reaches up from underneath the ocean, and even if it's just their little fingers that are above the water, uh, if they can grab onto God, then they're saved. But God is waiting there sort of to be grabbed onto. And the decisive thing is whether we grab him or not. He can't reach down and just grab us for himself. Um, So there's a different view of God and his power to save. There's a different view of the resistability of his grace. Uh, And there's a different view of how sin has impacted each part of us are we totally corrupted or is some part of us left untouched by sin semi-pelagianism was condemned also as a heresy in the early fifth century and i wonder what you think about that i wonder if as i described semi-pelagianism and the view of someone reaching up to god and if we can just take hold of him you thought that's actually pretty similar to what i believe Maybe you've even heard something like this. This is a, a sort of a paraphrased quote for a preacher. God has done all he is going to do at the cross, and now he's waiting for you to respond. It's all up to you. If you choose to believe, he will give you grace and save you. Now, that's actually quite a semi-Pelagian statement. God is waiting for you to respond. It's all up to who? To him? No, to you. And if you choose to believe, he will give you grace. Whereas an Augustinian theology would say, God has already given you grace. And if you believe, it's because his grace irresistibly has drawn you. And therefore, it's not all up to you, it's all up to God. (laughs) You will make a real, from your perspective, voluntary choice, but only because God has graciously worked. He's not just waiting for you to respond. He's actually causing you to respond. Quite a different view that's expressed here by this paraphrased preacher and by a semi-Pelagian. Now, as I said, uh, semi-Pelagianism was condemned as a heresy. Today, we might detect traces of it in a view called Arminianism. If you're unfamiliar with Arminianism, it's the view that we do have a totally unfettered free will, from which we must choose God, in a sense, he is waiting for us to respond. It might sound quite similar to what we see right here from this paraphrased preacher. So, should we condemn Arminianism as a heresy as well? There are some people who say, yes, we should, and they say very impassioned that we should. Uh, however, I think there is a difference between semi Pelagianism and Arminianism. As a bit of a review, remember monogism, it's from mono, one, right? God is the one author of salvation. That's the Augustinian view. He begins it, he completes it, he initiates it, he applies it. In Pelagianism, it's man who begins it, man who completes it. In semi Pelagianism, man begins it, God's waiting right? And it's up to us to grab his hand and then he gives us grace. There's no grace till that moment. Um, He's the one then that saves us, pulls us out, forgives us, and so on. However, Arminianism is actually quite different to that. I think it's a little bit more like this. And the word for Arminianism, um, if you want theological language, is synergism, um, meaning sort of cooperation, like hand in hand. And so in this view, it's actually the opposite to semi-Pelagianism. God begins salvation, but we complete it. Uh, So to put it this way, um, God isn't there just sort of waiting for us to respond. In the Arminian view, he's actually poured out a kind of grace on everybody so that everyone has the capacity to respond. Uh, The term for this is prevenient grace. And that little pre bit means before. Rather than us being sort of Um, mostly corrupted by original sin, with a little island of righteousness in us from which we must choose God. Uh, A true Arminian would claim that, in fact, uh, we are totally corrupted by sin. We are. We need the grace of God to choose him. We can't choose him ourselves. But the Calvinist or or the Augustinian would say, um, God gives saving grace only to some, those who he he has elected. An Arminian would say he's given saving grace to all, it's, that's that provenient grace so that any might choose him, right? You hear the difference between those two things? Um, powerful grace that's irresistible given to some, that's the Augustinian view, or um, a possible powerful grace given to all so that any might choose. And if you receive this provenient grace that God has initiated, then it's up to you whether you respond or not, right? Right? If you want to put it some ways, it's not like, you know, your fingers are just there reaching up from the ocean and you've got to grab onto God. It's, it's sort of like maybe he's grabbed onto you, but he's not going to pull up until you've grabbed back. So you can something like you feel, you can feel his hand and then you've got to sort of grab back. Um, and it's only at the point where the two meet that God will then pour out saving grace. And so who completes it? Well, it's, it is us in a sense, because it's contingent on our response still but that response is contingent on the provenient grace that God has poured out. I think for that reason, we shouldn't condemn Arminianism as a heresy in the same way that we should semi-Pelagianism. They're two related things because they both involve cooperation between God and man in salvation, whereas Augustinian monogism doesn't. It's just all God. Uh, however, where the grace comes is different. Semi-Pelagianism, grace only comes after our, our um Grabbing onto God. In Arminianism, the grace comes before. It's just that it's a different, less powerful kind of grace that can be resisted uh, than the Augustinian conception. Take a look at that table, see where you sit. Hopefully, it's not in the second or fourth row because those are heresies. <laughs> um, I would love if you uh, were in that third row if you'd consider some of Augustine's views. They would be very close to my views. Um, some challenging questions that you might want to ask would be. Uh, Where might we see Pelagianism or even semi-Pelagianism in the church today? Uh, I'm not talking about Arminianism there, but but where might we see the effects of a man-initiated salvation? Um, Is there anything we see uh, in which original sin is rejected or our wills are incapacitated or that God's grace is about an example for life? Think through those things. And then a second question, whether or not you sit in that Augustinian view, Um, How can Augustine's view of God's grace help you be humbled, trust God better, repent more sincerely, or grow in holiness? Those are questions I'm going to be pondering over the next week, and I hope that you join me in doing that. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, feel free to flick me an email or give me a phone call. Love to chat them through. Otherwise, see you on the 26th of February for our next Equip class, where we'll have a brief chat about these things, And then we're going to move into the next part of our bite-sized church history course, which will be looking at the fall of the Roman Empire, but the international spread of Christianity. Thanks, guys.